Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Mama Said Podcast. We have such an incredible show for you guys this week. We have Elsa Marie Collins and Zoe Winkler-Rhinus on, together with Elsa's sister, Yolanda. They founded an organization called This Is About Humanity, and it's a community that strives to educate people about the situation that's happening at the border. So we, we know you will uh, love this episode and learn so much from these two incredible women. Uh, something else that's very important to women is heart disease, and I want to tell you about American Heart Association. Heart disease and stroke claim the lives of more women than all forms of cancer combined, yet we remain underrepresented in cardiovascular research by over 60%. That's a problem. For too long, we've been left out of research and treated largely based on scientific findings found in men. We now know more about the differences between men and women, including the fact that we may experience different heart disease and stroke symptoms than men. Research provides the foundation for our doctors to treat us, and we deserve to be accounted for in the findings to ensure the care we receive is tailored to our needs. You can change this by participating in Research Goes Red, the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women movement and Verily's Project Baseline initiative to form the largest, most engaged women's health community focused on closing the gender gap in research. Narrow the gender and racial bias in research through focus groups, surveys, or sign up to contribute to research to studies that dig deep into emotional well-being, maternal health, and the connection to heart disease and stroke. The more we know about women and our overall health, the more lives we can save for generations to come. For more information about how you can drive science ahead, visit projectbaseline.com slash G-O-R-E-D. The link is also in the show notes. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Welcome to another Zoom episode of Mama Said. We have two of our favorite humans on with us today. We've been trying to get this scheduled because not only are they busy moms of three, but they are also the most giving and philanthropic humans I know. I'm so proud to know them and have witnessed what they do. Um, without further ado, please welcome Elsa Collins and Zoe Winkler to the podcast. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi, Hi. thanks for having us. So first and foremost, our question is every week, how is everyone quarantining? How are we doing? Zoe, you want to go first? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, so I have three boys two, four, and eight. And today I lost my mind in a way I like, I can't explain. I, I'm not like a, we're not like a, like a yelling family, like definitely boundaries, but I screamed in a way that I, I literally have never screamed before. And my boys just looked at me like, what the 
fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> and then I slammed my door in a way. Rob was home at this point. And um, so it's like been it's better. <laughs> Before today was not great. What, what happened? Oh, good. Um, if I hear one more time from my four-year-old, you're the worstest mommy ever. But tonight my two-year-old threw the television remote at my head mm. and it hurt so bad. Yeah. That like immediately I was like so angry because it hurt so bad. And uh, then my four-year-old laughed and I just like was like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I have to remove myself. Just, you know, the huge. It's, I'm with you and Jenna and I keep talking about like the amount that I'm yelling. I'm not proud of myself, but I just feel like I'm truly at my wits end. My husband's working full time. I've got two boys, so I can't imagine a third, six and two, similar to Yuzo. And like the attitude I'm getting from my six-year-old, because by the way, I'm sure he's having really big feelings, but like he put his fist up to me today and I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Fuck no, rat, actually. Go to your room. And like earlier in the day, he's like, you haven't sent me my room yet today. I was like, is this a challenge, dude? Because I will. So you I, know, I, I often wonder like, what's better? Because my husband's working also. And I'm like, on the weekends, I love, love, love having him home. But I'm also like, really excited when he goes to work on Monday. <laughs> so I'm like, what's better? You know, I don't know that there is, I'm thankful that he's working and I'm thankful that we, you know, I just try to remind every morning I wake up and I'm like, I'm so grateful. We have mm -hmm. a backyard, we have everything we need. And by 11 AM, like I literally hate everybody. So <laughs> <where> I'm <laughs> it's, it's going well. Three kids as well, two girls, uh, 11 and nine, and a seven-year-old boy, um, which means I'm going to first grade again, which is exciting. Writing biographies is great. Um, you know, the girls are doing fine. Like, they're self-sufficient. They can do their homework. They're very well organized. They remind me a lot of how I was when I was 11 and nine, like, just loving my really perfect handwriting. My son, on the other hand, it's, you know, it's a lot to expect a seven-year-old to be able to like toggle between screens, understand Zoom, you know, all of these things, which I think um, aren't, you know, normal in our lives. Um, and also you're not that interesting. Like they're used to their friends and being in school and being around other kids. So, um, you know, just kind of running back and forth between also, you know, are they on at the right time? Three kids, three, you know, three different schedules going on. Um, so a lot of times, like, I find myself between my husband and I being like, did you make sure so-and-so's on? And we're kind of running between rooms. Um, all I know is that when I wake up in the morning and have my coffee, I'm immediately just waiting for it to be bedtime. Like, oh, no. me too. <laughs> Me too. I will find though, because Bo had school the first two weeks of quarantine and then he had spring break for two weeks and now he's back. And now that he has a little bit of structure, even if it's just like assignments to do, he is behaving a bit better. I think when he had all this free time and like you said, they're used to playing with other little boys and are their friends and like, and it's just us, like, even though he can't like verbalize to complain, like he's feeling something. And so I think just even seeing his little friends on Zoom and having, having to sit down and read and write and do all that stuff has helped his behavior some, somewhat. Well, we have no structure in my house whatsoever. I mean, 
my kids are two and four and, you know, we're on spring break, quote unquote, but it's the same whether we're in school or out of school. It's chaotic here. It's messy. It's shitty for all of us at some, at times. I mean, the kids are having a fun time, but then they really are getting frustrated with me because I am getting so frustrated with them. And Zoe, I had an episode tonight. It's not my first episode of yelling, mind you, but I had a major one tonight when I made dinner and I haven't cooked this much in my entire life and I'm really proud of it. And I know I'm not going to expect my four-year-old to be proud of me for cooking, but every night he comes down and says, oh, I don't want what you're making. Like every single time. And I've talked to him politely about, I'm like, Milo, like mommy, like is working really hard. I think you say it, but you don't even know what I'm making and you're just saying it and it's making me really sad and whatever. So I made chicken tonight, something he has all the time and loves it. And he said it and I lost my mind. And Neil, my husband was like, Jenna, he's four. And I was like, this is what happens when you don't give me one hour during the day. I can't take another complaining. I can't do it. And I slammed the door. I went upstairs. Daisy started hysterically crying. Neil was like, see what you did? You made Daisy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah. And that was, and you know what? Like, I get it. I scared the shit out of Daisy. Milo couldn't care less. Literally. He was like, there she goes again. And Daisy's like, oh my God, this is so scary. But I need time. And I've told my husband this a million times and he's working his ass off. Okay. He's working his ass off with work, but I told him I need one hour during the day because times have changed. I don't get to work anymore. So, and he's not giving it to me. So I'm losing my shit. That's my story. Bye-bye. Sorry, Rob came in and was like, hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. And it's like, don't come in and then be like, I'm not. Rob's going to text Neil, my husband, because they're friends and stick up for Neil right now. They're they're related, kind of. They're basically, Zoe and I are kind of related, are we? um, You know what is so funny? And then I swear we should really, like, whatever you guys want to say, but my my eight-year-old got um, his own email. So because we did like a Zoom with all the teachers and they said to exchange emails so that the kids can communicate and he's been texting with his friends. Oh, and it is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, and you just realize how much they need that interaction, that social interaction. Cause so much of school, especially K through two is, and preschool, of course. I mean, I was a preschool teacher for 10 years is the socialization. So he's always like, I'm going to go check my, um, my iPad. And I'm, and just like, okay, Ace. And you have to I mean, the things he says, he like sent an emoji of himself like frowning and his best friend Spencer was like, what's wrong? And he was like, Jules, he's just being really tough. And Spencer wrote back, I get it. Like, I was just like, so I just like, I can't. It's really good. Uh, Bo's Bo friend sent him a picture in the mail. And when he opened it, he cried. <gasps> oh. And then of course I was bawling. Yeah. And we had a Zoom meeting as all the parents with the teachers and they were like, does anyone have any suggestions or anything you want to say? And I was like, I just want to say, you know, Bo got a letter from Linus and, and a picture and he, he cried and then he made one back and sent it. And I was like, you guys need to set up like a pen pal thing, make sure everybody gets one. But it really means a lot to them, like past the Zoom of just like 
the, like you said, the connection, the socialization, it's all, it's really what it's mostly about. And it's so important to them. And so I mean, it means so much to me, like to connect, okay. like even right now, it's like, I feel like, oh, my shoulders went down. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like connecting to somebody other than my three children and my husband who I love, but I'm like, oh, I haven't seen my friends and I'm used to seeing them. We, I walked by Elsa's house and stayed across the street. Oh. She like wouldn't step out of her doorway, but she waved. <laughs> oh. But it's just so like, you know, and I'm not even like, I'm that person that's like, oh, I can't go to a dinner, you know, like past right. six o'clock. But you realize like how much you need your friends and that like, just that connection. Yeah. Well, we're, we've said it a lot of times and we're all going to come out of this with, I mean, we're get like you're saying, we're realizing how much these little things or these moments and these connections really hold value in our life. And we're going to make greater efforts and just appreciate more and, and all of that. But to what you were saying, Jenna, I had to have a, have a conversation with Cutter today because Jenna and I, I don't know if you guys saw, we released a new IGTV thing called, are you smart enough to homeschool? And we've been working so hard on it. We're so proud. But Jen and I can only do it at 8 p.m. And so we posted it for the first time. And I am an idiot with Instagram. Like, I, I'm an idiot with technology, social media. Jen, I, I, write, I write to Jen all the time. Like, can you write this caption? Like, I'm terrible. I was so proud of you, by the way, Jamie. Oh, thanks. Well, he immediately was like, you did this wrong. This looks this, this and that. As he's like working, looking at his phone while I have the two kids, Bo on the Zoom with the two-year-old. And I'm like, I got 90 seconds to do this this morning. You yeah. told me you got three minutes before I got a work call. And that's my time to like, I didn't have time to think. I was like, you need to understand that you need to carve out time for me. And I just, Jenna and I, you know, I talked about it. Like his time is not more important than mine. I understand he has a boss and things to do. So we made a shared calendar and he shows me his meetings and I'm carving out time tomorrow. I have something at 10 AM and he's carved out that time for me because it's really about figuring this balance out because we don't, as moms especially, have time. And I don't know how these full-time working moms are doing it. I really don't. I also have a 10 a.m. tomorrow, and that will be my therapist. And I've never been so excited. Yes. I'm proud of you. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And then we come back. We are going to give Zoe and Elsa the floor because we're going to talk all about This Is About Humanity, the amazing work that they've done and continue to do even through this. We love them. We can't wait for you to learn all about it and support it the way we do. We'll be right back. The stress of daily life weighs on us all. Whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person, like a mama just getting through the day, muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing. And that's why I use Theragun. We all know why I love it. I've known about Theragun and have experienced Theragun from the beginning. So let me tell you about it. It's a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using this scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. I use mine multiple times a day from the bottom of my feet to my legs to my back. And you can treat yourself, which is the best part about it. So try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. Please take my word for it. Yes, my husband works at this company, but it is the best. And it's starting at only $199. It is the best gift coming up for Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays. Trust me, Anyone you gift this to 
you're going to be their favorite person in the entire world. So go to theragun.com slash mama right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash mama, theragun.com slash mama. So I am so happy that this company called Zen B is sponsoring our podcast because we're all looking for, you know, really healthy snacks. I mean, it would be so easy to eat unhealthy during this quarantine, but um, thank goodness for Zen B. They are organic. It's a good source of fiber. It's non-GMO, gluten-free, plant-based, and vegan. I am so obsessed. They sent us a bunch of uh, samples and testers, and I ate them all, and my kids love them. And especially there's this red bell, red bell pepper flavor, and it was delicious. I'm not kidding you guys. This is like the snack of the century. You guys have to try it. Um, they also deliver, which is so cool. They deliver right to your door. And um, I think you guys should give it a try. So let's all stay healthy during this quarantine. Go to zenb.com slash mama to get 30% off any product and get a free trial. Yes, free trial today. That's uh, zenb.com slash mama to get 30% off. And let me know if you guys like it. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. And we're back. Okay. Um, so Jen and I have both been on bus trips with you ladies. And one of my favorite parts about the bus trip was um, the two of you getting up and speaking about how this is humanity came to be and then having everybody kind of come up and explain why they were there. It was just so beautiful and created such, such a connection amongst us all. Um, so if you don't mind just telling our listeners what this about this is about humanity is and how it started and the work that you're doing. Yeah, sure. Um, thanks for having us on again. This is Elsa. So this is about humanity started. Um, oh my gosh, it'll be three years this summer. Oh no, no, I mean, two. I don't even know. Two. two. Okay. I got this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Two years ago, uh, this upcoming summer, and um, along with Zoe and my sister Yolanda Walther Mead, we uh, each in our own way came together to um, really highlight what was happening at the border. Um, at that time, you know, family separation was coming into the news and, and really uh, touching people in a way um, that was making them want to get involved and participate and understand uh, at a deeper level um, what was going on. So um, I know Jenna has been with us on a service trip. Jamie, you came with us on another trip, um, which we're so grateful. So essentially it was just taking people closer to the issue, giving them a deeper understanding, um, an empathetic understanding of what was happening. And, and then um, hopefully, you know, empowering them to feel more comfortable talking about the issue and, and what was going on. Um, so we, we, we did 20 trips up until uh, this pandemic. We actually had a trip that was planned that we had to cancel, um, you know, for everyone's uh, safety and whatnot. Um, and, you know, really look at how to pivot at this time as still supporting families, vulnerable families on both sides of the border. Um, and, you know, clearly, you know, if, if anything can demonstrate that a border maybe doesn't have the effect that, that it, it's intended to have, it's that, you know, this virus is going everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about, you know, very brief history. I don't know, Zoe, if you want to add something. 
I mean, you explained it. We, um, <laughs> it's funny cause the three of us are all very different. Um, we all have different, uh, sort of, I mean, Yolanda and Elsa are sisters. So, um, but we're extremely different in just the way we sort of like process information and give the information. And, um, so I think part of what this is about humanity is, is, uh, sort of, there's one of us that you'll relate to. <laughs> like One of us that will sort of like, you'll be like, oh, I, I understand how she explains it. Or, um, and I've learned so much um, from Elsa and Yolanda. I, um, my whole life grew up um, sort of like knowing that, knowing right from wrong and wanting to um, stand up for what I believed in, but I always didn't, I always felt maybe like uh, not smart enough or I didn't know enough about the issues to speak on it. And so um, with This Is About Humanity, I kind of just like jumped in with both feet and um, was lucky enough to partner with two amazing, really smart women who um, have helped me to understand exactly what's going on. Because all I knew was that what was happening at the border was wrong, but I didn't know all the history behind it or the the policies or any of that stuff. And I still struggle sometimes to understand it all. It's a lot and it's not black and white. Um, and so uh, learning that through this process and with these two women has been something that, you know, I'm forever grateful for. I have to say that I did watch you, Zoe, become an activist overnight, I feel like. <laughs> And it was really cool to see. Um, And I do agree that you guys are, all three of you are so different and I can relate to all of you in different ways. And and what you said, Elsa, about people going on this trip and maybe if they're going to take anything from the trip, it's about just feeling comfortable about talking about the situation. That's what I got from it because I, like you, Zoe, feel so many different things for so many uh, different organizations and charities, but I've never... I've never been heavily involved uh, and become became an activist for one of them. And um, I think it's so respectful and just in, empowering to watch you guys just take off and do what you guys did. But I did, I, I did what I took from that trip, which was gut wrenching, by the way. And uh, I cried for eight hours during that trip. And I think most of us did. Um, we painted a a boy's shelter, uh, we visited a few different shelters and it was heartbreaking, but also really beautiful to see, um, to see the help that they were getting. And, but I, I was able to explain it to my husband when I got home and I was able to explain it to my parents, the situation, and therefore they wanted to help. And it was just, it, it started igniting other people. So these trips are so important for people to go on. I really do think. Support for today's episode comes from Progressive Insurance. Fun fact, Progressive customers qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up for Progressive Auto Insurance. Discounts for things like enrolling in automatic payments, insuring more than one car, going paperless, and of course, being a safe driver. Plus, customers who bundle their auto with home or add renter's insurance 
save an average of 12% on their auto. There are so many ways to save when you switch, and once you're a customer with Progressive, you get unmatched claim service with 24-7 support online or by phone. It's no wonder why more than 20 million drivers trust Progressive and why they've recently climbed to the third largest auto insurer in the country. Get a quote online at Progressive.com in as little as five minutes and see how much you could be saving. Auto insurance from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Home and renter's insurance not available in all states, provided and serviced by affiliate and third-party insurers. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. So I know we started talking to you last week about Caldrea. You guys, their hand care products, which we are all needing right now with all of the washing and scrubbing we are doing, are so incredible. They have hand soap and hand lotion with featured scents like ginger pomelo and basil blue sage, my personal favorite. The ginger pomelo contains like citrus, ginger, basil, sweet peony, and the basil blue sage has basil, sage, rosemary. This hand care products include hand soaps, moisturizing lotions that are so incredibly effective, thoughtfully formulated, and smell divine. Their products use a combination of essential oils from flowers, herbs, and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients. They are clean effectively while allowing you to enjoy their incredible fragrances. So get on board with me and get free shipping on your orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's C-A-L-D-R-E-A dot com. Visit caldrea.com and add wonder to your washing. You guys, please take my word for it. It smells amazing. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. And the three of you are different, but you are all mothers. And something you said, Zoe, really stuck with me is that when you were learning about this issue and you were going there, you... You said in these children, you saw your own and in these mothers, you saw yourself. And that still makes me tear up because that's just, that's the truth. And that's why it's called, this is about humanity, right? And when I went on the bus trip and I went to that first shelter, I completely shut down because I had heard about the circumstances, but just seeing it, seeing the size of these shelters and the tents that these entire families are living in and speaking to some of them that they've been there for six months newborn babies. I mean, and, and what these families are doing is just trying to find a better life and a safer life. We don't understand what they're escaping because we have never lived that or witnessed that. And I think that's what you are allowing us to learn and see and bring back and spread the word because we can't comprehend it. And we are so blessed not to be able to and really know that. But the truth is, these are other humans that are going through this. And I mean, this is what life is all about, is trying to help others and, and seeing, like Jenna said, the stand you've taken and the work you've done and the money you've raised and the differences and seeing the shelters and the schools and, and, and the bus and the kids seeming happy and the roofs and the beds. I mean, you guys are making such a difference in people's lives and it's miraculous to watch. Well, I think what I really just love so much about, you know, this concept of like mothers and, 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 and people who come who, who may or may not have kids or who may have kids in the future um, is, is that really, you know, what, what, if, if you don't have like a big platform and, and that's fine, you know, to me, I don't, that doesn't matter to me, but if you're a mother 
you're the most influential person in your, in your kid's life. You know, you're, you're, you are setting the standard. You are basically setting them on a path for the rest of their life. And for me, it's really about teaching empathy. Um, and, you know, I always say like, obviously in an age appropriate way, you know, when you want to have a conversation with your kids, because some people are like, you know, I, I just, I feel like I don't want to scare them or I don't want to tell them what's going on. And, and they, they, you know, you want to protect your kids. I totally understand that. Um, but, you know, at the same time, when you don't allow your kids to imagine what something would feel like, you're really not empowering them to exercise that muscle of empathy, which we need so much these days for so many different reasons and in so many different um, situations. So for me, it's, it's the gift that we can give our kids to say like, you know, this is what I did today. Like, can you imagine what that would be like if you weren't able to be with mommy and daddy? Like, yeah, that would be scary. And that's okay for, for that, for that to be a conversation. So for me, sometimes I feel like having a mother on a trip um, is, is one of the most powerful things we can do because of what that might mean for, for future conversations with their kids. You know, Elsa, I, I think one trip should be all moms, a, a mom trip, maybe. Elsa and Zoe. I, I don't know. I think that'd be really powerful. Or even just t- teaching us how to have those conversations because sometimes they can come across where like the kid could start to feel guilty. So I know for me, so my mother came, my mother came to the U.S. from Cuba as an immigrant, was separated from her mother for a year, lived in a, in a center, and then a, was sent to a Catholic school and just, you know, had a very difficult upbringing. But in her own pain, the way she related to me as growing up, it was more of like, you have this and I had that. And so I sort of translated to guilt for me, which like I'm still dealing with in therapy. But um, I, I, I think it's like you're saying, it's such an important gift to give our kids like that gift of empathy. And it is a muscle that we want to make as strong as possible for them in their lives. And I think, you know, to give us the guidance of like how to have these conversations and, and to realize that maybe they're not too young and this is important for them to understand is, is a great lesson. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because today, you know, everyone's at home, right? So we're probably all spending a lot more time than we're used to with our, either our spouses or our kids in kind of uninterrupted fashion. And it's a really good opportunity to have a conversation just about things you may not have had time to like, oh, it's bedtime or it's, it's going to interrupt the routine. And so it was interesting because today um, after dinner, we, I was having a conversation with my two daughters about race. And we were talking about, you know, do you know, like what race you are? You know, my husband's black, I'm Mexican. And so, you know, they were like, well, you know, we're Mexican and we're black. And so we were talking about like what they wanted to be referred to as, you know, there's a lot of different sort of terminologies, like, you know, Afro-Latina, do you want to be like Mexi Black, Blacksican, you know, all these different things. And Valentina very like quickly was like, I want to be Afro-Latina. And I was like, okay, great. Cause like, by the way, I was going to pick Blacksican, but fine. You know, she <laughs> has an opinion about that, but like, that's like a hundred percent a conversation that probably wouldn't have happened if this wasn't like hour 15 of today, yeah. um, where, you know, you have an opportunity to sort of maybe talk about some of the things like, you know, race or ethnicity or what's happening at the border or, you know, the virus or whatever that you may not have had the time to do before. 
that's and I know Zoe your kids are a little bit younger so maybe like you have some pointers about sort of what you talk or how you frame phrase it or frame it for them it's funny because so ace is I did a actually a fundraiser at ace's school so ace goes to a school that's k through 12 and um the upper school uh refugee group they have like all these different groups and this group that focuses on refugees um by asked to um speak to me and they wanted to do like a drive so we were right before school was shut down we were going to do a drive for um estefania who runs the school and um and then ace we did a drive just K through fifth and every kid brought in a backpack and um, crayons and toiletries. And then during lunch one day, we all stuffed them and all the kids wrote a letter to um, the families. Each family got a backpack and Ace was um, so proud and um, he was, you know, helping everybody. And he, you know, he's like, this is what my mom does. My mom is, this is about humanity. And you know, my mom, you know, my mom, you know, and her partner, which is so funny because, um, if I'm ever like, if there's ever like anybody that is sort of like named Elsa, like if it's, you know, I'm frozen or a friend, he's always like your partner. And I'm like, no, (laughs) your partner. Um, but it was so, touching to me that he sort of took ownership of it. And he said to me at his school, they call, so an upstander at his school, they call people that stand up for what's right and um, sort of like stop something uh, when it's happening or an upstander. And so Ace said, this is my mom and she's an upstander. Oh, it meant the world to me. And Jules, you know, is four and he doesn't, um, it's different, but he, wrote a book about his family. And he said, you know, my mom helps people that don't have things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like as it, it's part of now my everyday conversations, my life, it's part of who I am. And I think that um, a lot of things come to the house, uh, like people will drop things off or we'll get these amazing donations from, you know, a studio and it's all these toys that are just really cool looking. And I think it's really hard for a four-year-old and a two-year-old and an eight-year-old to be like, sorry, those aren't for you. Um, And they're so, now they're just like, oh, are those those for the children that you're going to visit? And they just know. And so I, I, they help me, they help me sort things. And it's never sort of um, a scary conversation because I go and I come back and um, I have a picture of, um, there's a child that I met, uh, six months ago that I have become sort of, I never had a daughter and I feel like now I have three from this family. Mm-hmm. Elsa always teases me and picture of me and the girls on my corkboard, And so with Santa, and so the conversation is Santa's not real, but those girls are real, and, you know, and um, you know that's your friend. She has the same name as I do, Zoe. So, I mean, I feel like if you just make it sort of really appropriate, which it is. I mean, it's you don't have to give every single detail to let them know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and so that's what I'm really trying to do. So that's great yeah. advice, and I also want to say to the moms at home, like. 
you guys weren't necessarily in like the philanthropic fields. You were good people, good humans, but you saw a cause that meant so much to you that moved you. Well, Elsa was. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Elsa, you're involved in everything. Yeah. Elsa's just like the champion of the world. She's like not a real person. Yeah. But you really like, you pulled up bootstraps that you didn't even know you had and you, you called on everyone you knew and all your resources and everyone showed up. And I think that that's so inspiring to anybody out there that feels strongly about something because you really, you guys make these call to actions to the people that you know and your friends and, and then it just grows and grows and grows. And I just, I have to point that out and have that because it's a source of inspiration to me and I'm sure to so many others. I think when you make something like super accessible and also super transparent, um, you see how much people want to help. Um, and so if you make it easy and you make it very clear as to what you're doing and, um, why you're doing it and you give, all the information, you would be shocked. I mean, when Elsa and I first, and Yolanda, we first started this, um, I'm private on Instagram. And at the time, Elsa, I don't know if you still are, but she was, I mean, she still is. And so we're both private, you know, in our own personal life. It's just like my kids and me tormenting my husband and my parents. But we both put out a call to action when this all started. It was July, um, almost two years ago. And by the end of two weeks, we had collected just just the two of us over 500 boxes of donation items. So, I mean, that goes to to show you. Uh, we asked for specific things. We said exactly where they were going. Elsa, you can speak on that. No, I mean, I, I think, well, just to tie it into kind of where we're at right now, which is sort of like, living in a virtual world as it may be for for the time being you know we wanted to continue that tradition of being transparent um understanding what the current issue is on the ground and my sister yolanda is on the ground and is visiting the shelters and is understanding what the needs are which is so crucial um to be impactful so you know we said okay well we can social distance, right? We can stay in our homes and we're, we're so fortunate to be able to do that. The people in these shelters are not in that same position as, as Jamie mentioned, you know, you'll have five people in a family who are in a tent or a family that's in a mattress and every mattress is in the same room. You have 150 people in a very, um, enclosed space. So, so they're not necessarily able to socially distance you know, like, like we can. And so we decided that we wanted to specifically fundraise for COVID-19 relief in these shelters, including sending a mobile health clinic, ordering 10,000 masks for the people who are in these shelters, cleaning supplies, hand sanitizer, um, groceries, gloves, you know, all the things that, 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 these people really need and, and deserve um, in, in the circumstances that they're in. And so we decided we were going to do a matching um, grant campaign, which we were trying to raise $50,000. And this is about humanity would match that with um, the International Community Foundation's Border Health Fund. And we basically did it in about two and a half weeks. So unreal. We, I know. So we raised a hundred grand and now we're ready to 
sort of like go on to the next thing. So we were going to have um, an event called the best birthday ever, which was basically throwing a birthday parties for kids who had spent time in detention or separated from their families, but have since been reunited. We had one last year. It was so great. Obviously gatherings are not permitted at this time, but we want to make it a virtual birthday party. So you can adopt a kid um, who, you know, probably isn't going to be able to get a birthday gift um, and still send it to them and still have it be meaningful. So I think we're just constantly trying to find ways to, to make this as, um, as close a touch point to people um, that we can and, and have them feel like, yeah, like, you know, we're sitting here hoarding toilet paper and, you know, whatever else you think you might run out of for me, it's muffins, but like, you know, whatever it might be, I think that like, you know, knowing that you could really change someone's life by giving them something that they don't need, but could possibly want, I think is also something that, that can be so powerful. So I think that, you know, we're still just trying to find ways to make an impact with these vulnerable families and, and, and have our community like Jenna and you, Jamie, feel like you're still going to be a part of it in some way and make that, you know, that moment better for them. And, and like Zoe said, I mean, you guys make it very clear. I mean, you make it clear the things that need to be donated. You give links of where to access, to buy them, to get them. So for our listeners, they just need to follow This Is About Humanity, right? And then all the call to actions will always be on that Instagram um, of how they can get involved, correct? Yes, they'll be on the Instagram. We also have a website, thisisabouthumanity.com, where we talk about the different shelters that we support you know, we support shelters for families, for women and children, the LGBTQ shelter, um, you know, kids, mothers, all sorts of, of different things. And, and those are both really great ways to get information. We also have a partnership with the Little Market, um, which I know you guys are familiar with. And they're a nonprofit that gives dignified work to uh, marginalized communities of women. And so they have they're making our This Is About Humanity tote and candle, which is so great. We, we launched the Phenomenally Human sweatshirt with Phenomenal, which is, but links to all those things are on our website and on our Instagram. And every time we're launching something or doing something new, we're definitely digital first. We also uh, send out a, like a newsletter that has all of that information. Um, and so it's great to like go on our website and send us an email and then we will then put you guys on the, um, on the, on the newsletter that we do, um, which is a great way to stay involved because it lists all the calls to action that we have constantly. And for everyone not living in Los Angeles, because if you're in Los Angeles, you might be able to get on one of these bus rides if you're, you know, if you're interested. But for everyone else not living in California or Los Angeles, the easiest way for them to get involved is to share this foundation, to donate, to donate goods. Can they donate from out of the state or they just... So you can totally donate um, financially right. um, on our website um, through um, through the link that we have to our fund. But the, the the thing that I think is the most important is literally sharing um, the information because yeah. so many people, 
have no idea this is going on and have no idea what's happening there. And, you know, it's such a big issue that it's easier to sometimes just like shut it off or not pay attention because there's so much going on right now and the world is so saturated with so many frightening things. So I think that um, sort of sharing the cause is one of the most powerful things that you can do, whether you have, you know, 200 followers or 200,000 followers, just, you know, feeling comfortable to speak about it, I think, and making it sort of, um, keeping it on people's radar. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is also just, you know, looking around your own community. I think that um, you don't need to be in LA to sort of understand, you know, the different difficulties that that people are facing in this country. And, you know, whether you've never had a conversation with someone who helps you in the house or who, you know, from school or who works at your corner store, or, you know, I think that, you know, you don't need to be like an activist for everything, but I think you, you, you should think about, you know, what are the issues that you care about? It could be this issue, which we we would be so grateful for. It could be a a different issue. It could be climate change. It could be, you know, equal pay or whatever it is. And just saying like, okay, what am I doing in my own everyday life that is very easily accessible? Um, What are some of the things that I could be doing or sharing or becoming more educated about or just reading more about or asking my friends who seem to know more than I do? Um, I think you know, we, we feel like we have to know, like Zoe was saying, you have to know everything before you can kind of start to engage. But then if that were true, you know, nobody would be engaged in anything. So I think it's really just taking the first step and sort of saying like, okay, you know, I want to get more educated about this or have more conversations about this. So I'm going to put in a little bit of work so that, you know, I can see how I can be, you know, the most effective person in that way. So so I do think sometimes it's even as simple as like, if, if all you can do is really just have a conversation with your family about it, I think that's priceless. I agree. And the gift that you get, the gift that you receive from that is even, is, is matched or even greater than the good that you could be doing. And I think that that's wonderfully said. Um, well, it's getting late at night where we're recording. <laughs> we just, we're going to let you go. We think the world of you both. Thank you so much. You truly were like two of the people we like said we wanted on from the get-go when we created this podcast. Um, so it took a long time, but I'm so happy to connect with you guys during all this. And we feel the same about you. Both. I know. We're, I'm so grateful that both of you guys made the time. Yeah. I mean, again, like to come on a trip leave families and all these other things like we don't take it lightly we're so appreciative you having us on this podcast is you doing you know what you have in your toolbox which is this platform and and letting us just even talk about what we're doing we're we're we just feel so grateful well we love you guys and we're gonna love you we're gonna leave you with a mama said remember mama said if you are a mom you are a superhero period. That is true. And you two women are exceptional superhero mamas. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. We love you so much. Thanks guys.
Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bakewell. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are Progressive. Get a quote online at Progressive.com in as little as five minutes and see how much you could be saving. Caldrea. Get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at Caldrea.com. Zenbi. Get 30% off any product at Zenbi.com slash mama and get a free trial. Theragun. Go to Theragun.com slash M-O-M-M to get your Theragun Gen 4 today. American Heart Association. For more information about how you can drive science ahead, visit projectbaseline.com slash G-O-R-E-D. And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much, mamas. Bye. Hello. <laughs> Shut your pie hole. Welcome to Big Demi Energy. I'm your host, Demi Burnett, and I'm so excited to have you joining my podcast. Some things you can expect from this podcast are some juicy gossip, some good advice, some fun, exciting guests, and a lot of other surprises. Make sure you subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Podcast One, wherever Wherever you you listen listen to your your podcast. podcast.